Hi, this is Mark Berkler speaking. And in this podcast, I want to talk about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We throw the word around a lot. I, I've thrown the word around a lot. And I talk about being anointed. And I was talking about it in class this last week at Global. And one of the students raised her hand and said, could you define for me how you're using the word anointed? And I thought for a second and said, huh, I'm not even sure I have a precise, simple working definition for, what, for, the, for the word anointed. And here I am using it all the time. And, and so I told the student, I said, you know what? I normally have precise working definitions for spirit encounter stuff, so I can intentionally go after it. But I don't think I have one for anointed, so I'm apologizing. And I'm going to let you know that uh, I'm going to go get one, and I'll blog it out over the, in the next week. And I did share a few off-the-cuff ideas. I told them these are off-the-cuff ideas. They may or not, may not be right. So so now it's four days later. I've gone to the Bible, gone to the New Testament, looked up every single verse that has the word anointed in it. There are 16 of them. And that's my normal process for discovering truth about a topic is to look up every verse in the Bible about it and ponder it, pray about it, let the Lord speak to me and give me revelation. And as I was writing the blog, I realized, you know, when people think of anointed, they think of different things. Some people feel like, oh, well, I'm anointed when my hands shake or I feel heat or warmth in my hand. And some people say, well, you're anointed if you fall down or slain in the spirit when somebody prays for you. And, you know, those may all be outworkings of different kinds of anointings. And there may be different kinds of anointings like power anointing for healing, for miracles. And that may involve the heat and the trembling and the falling down. And then there's probably also revelation anointings, like word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning the spirits. And, and those aren't energy anointings. Those are idea anointings. So you may not have that tingling sensation when you're working with a revelation-based anointing. So let's just take a look at what those 16 verses are in the New Testament. Start with that and then see if we can end up with a precise working definition of, of what it means to be anointed, because you and I both want to be anointed for sure. So the first category in the New Testament of words for anointed would fall under what I, I put them under something called ministry. Okay, so here are three verses in that area, three or four. Um, you know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him, uh, Acts 10, 38, uh, and also verse 27. So that's an anointing for ministry uh, given by the Spirit to help you accomplish and fulfill the job that God has asked you to do. Another verse, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 21. Now he who established us with you in Christ and anointed us is God. So God anoints all believers with the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish whatever he's asked them to accomplish. Another verse in uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 and 27. For you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. So he's talking about needing to have a teacher to teach me. And he's saying, you know what? You don't really need a teacher to teach you um, because you have the peace of God that rules in your heart. So, so when you hear something, you're deep in, in the core of your being, down in your intestines and in your innermost being, you feel like an ease or you feel like an, a disease, one of the two. You're uneasy or you're easy. And um, so that's that anointing to know truth, to sense truth when you hear it, 
to feel comfortable, yeah, this is true, and we all have that. So then, under the category of healing, uh, we also, we have several verses in the New Testament that deal with anointing. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church. They are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. James chapter 5, verse 14. So, so when we're praying for the sick, we anoint with oil. Now, oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So I'm sure applying that oil is symbolically saying we're applying the Holy Spirit to you and the power of the Holy Spirit to you. So it's going to raise a person's level of faith. There's contact there. Um, so I'm sure that that releases a supernatural element. But on the other hand, um, there's a natural healing uh, ingredients in, in anointing oils also, you know, and there's many oils that when put in the skin provide healing. So it can be both. And that's fine with me. God's not opposed to either one. He believes in both. He created both. Another verse, they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil, many sick people and healing them. So again, the same as in James, an example of James being done by the disciples before James wrote the book of James. Right? <laughs> and then number three, he answered the man who called, the man who was called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. And he went away and washed and I received. So I went away and washed and I received my sight. Uh, John chapter nine, verse 11. So there anointing eyes receiving a miracle of healing. And Revelation 3.18, very, very similar. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed and I salve to anoint your eyes that you may see. And obviously God anoints our eyes to see physically and anoints our eyes to see spiritually. So it can be either or both of those. <clears throat> So then the other categories, which are more minor categories, I think, uh, in the New Testament, when it talks about anointing, uh, two categories. One is personal hygiene, and there's several verses in the personal hygiene thing that talk about anointing, and then also preparation for burial. Anointing is involved there. So I'll put those verses in the blog, which I'll link to at the bottom of this podcast, but we won't cover those right now. So how about an defining the word anointing. So Strong's exhaustive concordance provides this for definition. He says it's the idea of contact, to smear, to rub with oil, and that is by implication to consecrate to an office or a religious service. So Jesus was consecrated to an office, which is what Thayer's definition gets into specifically. He says anointing is consecrating Jesus to the messianic office, to, to his ministry objective, and furnishing him with the necessary powers for its administration, which I think is what anointing really is. And then he goes on to add, and in, do, and, and in doing Christians, granting Christians the gifts of the Holy Spirit to accomplish the work that God has called us to do. So, so we also receive an anointing of, by the Holy Spirit. So if I was going to try to get a working definition, which I am trying to do, and I ask the Lord for one, here's, here's what came to me. Let me share it with you and submit it to you for your consideration. To be anointed is to be empowered by the Spirit to fulfill God's purposes. So let me say it again. To be anointed is to be empowered by the Spirit to fulfill God's purposes. And we all have 
one or more purposes in life, which we need the power of the Holy Spirit to anoint us to accomplish it in the supernatural. So, so our life is not just the grunting of self-effort, but it's the release of the supernatural power of God, which is what life is supposed to be, and it's what Christianity is supposed to be. Jesus was anointed because he always followed the Spirit's leading. John chapter 8, verse 2, he said, Spirit never leaves me because I always do what the Spirit asks me to do. So as long as I'm not grieving the Holy Spirit through negative talk or disobedience, he's there anointing me. I think the anointing in our lives is released when this outer shell of self-confidence and self-reliance is broken. And I realize Christianity is not about me in action. It's about the releasing the river of God out through my being and touching people with the power of God and transforming their lives with the power of God. So, so that's what I believe releases the anointing, letting this outer shell of self-dependence get broken. All right. So the river within can flow. And, you know, every time I do some journaling in the morning and I touch God, and that touching provides a transformation. It's just like a, a husband and wife who, if they have a happy marriage, been married for many, many years, people say they begin to look like each other because they take out each other's responses. They know what each other's going to say and do and how they're going to feel and look because they've lived together, they've joined their lives and they respond in harmony. And so we say they even look like each other. I believe that's true for the Christian too, as we are touched by God day by day, week by week, month by month, and say yes to him and come into harmony with him, we begin to look like him. And when people see us, it's like they see Jesus. They, they see peace, they see joy, they see faith, they see, see confidence, they see power to heal and to deliver. And I know every time I go to God in journaling, if I'm upset and angry, uh, he touches me with peace. If I'm full of fear, doubt, and unbelief, he touches me with faith and hope. And if I'm full of uh, discouragement, he touches me with joy and, and gladness and happiness. And, and the more I'm touched, the more I'm transformed, the more I tend to live on a different level, a new level, a kingdom level, as opposed to a carnal level that I may have started out with. Now, these anointings, I think, that we all have, I believe they begin at birth because Isaiah 49.1 says that we're called from our mother's womb for the work that God has for us. So you have been called in your mother's womb by God to do a specific thing here in this world. You're not an accident. Uh, it's not just, just any old job would be good enough for you. God has called you to do something. And he's also equipped and anointed you. you. You have a natural gifting, every one of us. We have a natural DNA that God gave to us that prepares us for the work that he wants us to do. And um, he also has given us a passion and a love for a particular area. There's something that, that you love doing, that you're energized by doing. Well, that love and that passion is placed there by the Spirit. The gifting that you have is placed there by the Spirit. And as you grow in the anointing, the anointing overlays those and makes them greater, grander, more brilliant, more powerful, and more world-changing. And you know, I think of different, different kinds of anointings that people have. Um, Ora Roberts, he had an anointing for healing, but he had a specific anointing to heal goiters. They would just fall off, you know, uh, had apparently a specific breakthrough faith for that particular area. For some reason that, that that developed within him. 
John Wimber also had anointing for healing. He says that uh, well, initially he just saw in the New Testament that, that we were supposed to heal. So he began praying to, for people to get healed. And he prayed for 5,000 people before anyone got healed. And then he had his breakthrough and people got healed very readily after that. So, so something happened in that breakthrough. Uh, some part of the outer shell was maybe broken. Maybe some new insight descended upon him. Something happened. And perhaps with coaching, with really good coaching, maybe, <coughs> excuse me, maybe we can have this breakthrough quicker than 5,000 trial and error. I don't know. I, I do believe in good coaching, and I do believe good coaching can speed things along the path. Although I do know that people who have pursued anointings have pursued them for weeks and months and years. I mean, John Arnott pursued it for, for months and months, you know, this revivalist anointing, which he then received. Reinhard Bonking, he had an anointing for huge, massive crusades that would have 50 or 100,000 or a couple hundred thousand in them, and, and thousands would get saved. So, uh, so that was the anointing that God had upon his life, a healing evangelist. I suppose my anointing is to teach people easily and quickly how to hear God's voice. Um, and again, that took me 10 years of frustration, one year of focused study, revelation knowledge, and then teaching it over and over for years. So, so now it's just as easy as breathing to, to release that particular gift into a person's life. My wife, Patty, has a tremendous anointing to write course syllabi. She's written a hundred of them for our, our university, Christian Leadership University. She's transforming lives in over a hundred nations, thousands of lives. That's an anointing that she has, which is unique, which is amazing, which is powerful. Every parent needs an anointing from God to successfully raise children and to be a spirit anointed parent. Um, so those are just a few of many, many anointings. I think the list is probably endless. I mean, the New Testament definitely talks about anointing to be a pastor, to be a teacher, to be an evangelist, um, to be an apostle. We have anointings for leadership, entrepreneurship, creativity, craftsmanship, um, you name it. I think it, there's probably an anointing that can be released because I think it's a limitless list of areas that we can go into with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So what's your anointing? What has God anointed you to do? Um, you can journal and ask the Lord, Lord, what are the natural giftings that you birthed me with? Am I a seer? Am I a visionary? Am I intuitive? Am I a musician? Am I an artist? Am I a teacher? Am I an accountant? You know, what, what, what are the natural skills that I have, okay, that you've given to me? Also, what are the passions? Journal this, Lord, what are the passions? What, what loves have you put into my life? Things I just love to do because because that's God's love for that area that he placed within you. So a natural ability and a tremendous love for the area. And um, then you internal this question, Lord, what specialized skills have you had me develop over the years that have expanded uh, this anointing and allowed me to release it in, in ever greater ways? And then maybe another question, Lord, um, what anointed ministry would you want to release in my life right now? Maybe, maybe there's a new gift, uh, either an expansion of an existing one, or maybe there's a new area he wants for you to pursue. Um, because you're going to have more than one anointing for one area, that, that's for sure. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about having two gifts and multiplying, and you end up with four. 
or having five and multiplying ended up with 10. And that's what God wants. He, he wants us to add anointing to anointing to anointing. And so we enlarge and we expand uh, in our capacity to bless and touch the world uh, with the kingdom of God. So that will get you started down the path of, of the anointing. So again, going back to that working definition of anointing, anointing is empowered by the spirit to fulfill God's purposes. One more time, empowered by the spirit to fulfill God's purposes. So you can ask the Lord, Lord, what have you anointed me to do? What are the purposes you have for my life? Now, if you want to explore additional blogs that we have written over the years on the anointing, even though we didn't define it precisely, we've written about it. I'm going to give you a list of several other ones which are below this podcast. Um, Increasing the anointing is one. Growing in the healing anointing is another. Stepping into the anointing, a third blog. And then another one, Lord, speak to me concerning the anointing on my life. Another blog is a person journaling about anointing. And another one is defining a spirit-anointed teacher and spirit-anointed teaching. What do those two things look like? And then for businessmen, we have spirit-anointed business journal. So those are all additional links that will be here below the podcast. Encourage you to check them out. Encourage you to move in the anointing, to recognize it within your life and the lives of those around you, to honor it, to step into it, and to release the kingdom of God out through your life. This is Mark Berkler, signing off. God bless.